0: Today's Dav is Dab Chav We're holding about 16, 17 lines from the bottom of Chav Ches Amad Beis. We left off with a brysa. The brysa had recorded that if somebody had placed a stone, somebody owns put down a stone, it was a stone in Rishul Sarabim, and someone else had tripped and smashed a flask or a, a vase on the stone, so it says that the owner of the stone is Chayev. We had a uh, machlokas between uh, Rav and Shmuel, exactly how to understand what the obligation was. But uh, there was a, then the question really predicated is that, is it a case of bor? Do we look at it as a bor? And in order for it to be bor, that would, enter, that, that would be a machlokas, whether or not uh, bor has to be something that you own Or a bor is something that is hefker, which is going to be a discussion that we're going to uh, circle back to. But the point was that uh, either way you are responsible, the person who put the stone down had liability. Now, what the Gemara is going to uh, bring down is a ruling, there's going to be two versions of a ruling from Rabbalozer. And this ruling of Rabbalozer Touches upon another machlokus tanoim. So I'm going to tell you the machlokus tanoim, and then we'll read the ruling of Rabbi inside. Now we already had this machlokas tanoim before. It's really a, it's based on it's really later on on, on nun gimel, but uh, we've touched on this before. What the machlokus over here? So situation is that somebody dug a pit in Rishusarabim. Someone put a dug a pit and. Uh, Ruvain's ox pushed, gored Shimon's ox and pushed it into the pit and now the ox is dead at the bottom of the pit. So what was the Machlokas Tanoim? So according to the Chachomim, the Chachomim said that the initial force was Ruvain's ox and therefore Ruvain is responsible and therefore if it's a muad then he has to pay full damages. And if it's a tom, he only has to be Chatzin Ezek. Now, if it's Chatzin Ezek, Shimon is out of 50% of the damages because Shimon can't collect from Ruvain more than uh, Chatzin Ezek. And that was the position of the Chachomim. According to Rabnoson, Rabnoson said, listen, it's true that the initial force that created the damage was Ruvain's ox and therefore you go to Ruvain and get whatever you can. Whatever you can is, if it's a tam, Ruvain's ox was a Tom, you get Chati Nezek. However, the owner of the pit was also a contributor, and therefore whatever you cannot get from the initial force, from the initial cause, which was Ruvain, you can make up the balance from the owner of the pit, and the owner of the pit's gonna have to kick in whatever is not covered by Ruvain, the owner of the pit's gonna have to pay Shimon. So that's the machlokas later on on Nun Gimel. The Chachamim Shita is is that you can't hold the owner of the pit liable at all because it wasn't Shimon's animal fell into the pit, Shimon's animal was pushed into the pit and therefore you can only focus on the original force, you can only focus on Ruvain's animal, you cannot go after the owner of the pit, okay. Now, let's circle back here. Here we have a case in the Bryson. Somebody tripped and smashed his vessel, smashed his flask on a stone that was left by, let's say, uh, Reuven had placed the stone in Rosh Shimon, carrying a flask, trips and smashes the stone, smashes his, his flask on the stone. Comes along Rabbi Lozner and makes the following statement. He says that the only time you can hold Ruvain, who, who owned the stone, who put the stone down, you can only hold him responsible if Shimon, who was carrying the vessel, initially tripped over the stone. So he tripped over the stone and he broke the flask on the stone, because of the stone. However, if Ruv, if Shimon would have tripped, he tripped on the ground, he didn't trip on the stone, he fell over and broke the flask on the stone that's on the ground, then Shimon would not be able to sue Ruvain. Ruvain would not have to pay for it. So again, understand what Rabbalah is saying. Rabbalah is saying is that only if the initial causation of the tripping was because of the stone, but if the cause of the tripping was not because of the stone, he tripped on the ground and then fell on the stone and broke the vessel, you could not sue Ruvain over that damage. So, so, this
1: is parallel to the...
0: so one second. Let's let's show the parallel. So what the one is going to say is, if according to Rabbi Lozer that's the case, then with the way Rabbi Lozer is learning the brayso, it cannot be going like the opinion of Rabbi Nossin. It must be going like the opinion of the Chachamim, because according to uh, uh, Rabbi Nossen, he said, even if you cannot go after the person who caused the original force, i.e., shi- uh, when, when Ruven's ox pushed Shimon into the boar and Reuven's ox is only a tom, so you can't go after half the damages, you still have a right to go after the person who made the dis- obstruction in the Rishon We dug the pit. So Lahora so therefore you should say the same thing, even if what caused uh Shimon to trip originally was not the but not the stone, but was the ground. But at the end of the day there was a culmination of the ground and the stone that's there that caused his vessel to break. So why shouldn't he be able to go after Ruvain for the for to pay, to pay for the vessel? The fact that Rabalazar says you cannot go after Ruvain if you tripped on the ground must be that Rabalozar is learning the bryson not like the Shita of Rab Nossen. Clear? Better. all right, and, and the difference is also in the first case, the ox was the first causation, and it was you could go after the ox's owner, but you can't go over the, the owner of the Yeah, but I mean, but you can't only go in a time, you can only go for half the damages. Yeah, you can't go after <laughs> right. the ground for all, but the idea is the same. So now, I'm a rebel yeah. lozer. So let's see it inside. Lo, Shanu, the Brysa that says that the owner of the stone has to pay is Elish and Iskal the Evan, Menashe of the Evan, where both the tripping of the owner, of, of the, whole, the one who's carrying the flask, and the breakage of the flask, was caused by the stone. but if he tripped on the ground, Evan, and he broke the vessel on the ground on the stone, then potter, the owner of the stone, will not be liable. Come on, now, who? If you learn the Bryce that way, then who's the brisa going to like we expect, cannot be going to the Now, another version that said exactly that. said exactly the opposite. What did he say in the second version? Amrav tamer. You don't have to make the case in the brisa there was niska beevan be Evan, who the that way he tripped over the stone and he broke the vessel on the stone. That's the only case. You don't have to say that. But you could even when I'm shot in the Brisa where he tripped over the ground and and he broke the stone, the, the vessel against the stone. That uh, So don't say that there he'll be put. You don't have to learn the Bryce that way. Ella, you could learn the b'raissa, I feel in this even if he tripped on the ground and he smashed it on the, uh, even though the initial force, you couldn't go after the person, there's no one owns the ground, but you can still collect, whatever you can not collect from the initial force, you have a right to, 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 to collect from the contributing damage, which is the owner of the stone. And if you learn that way, come on, then who you learn the Raysa like, then the Raysa will be going like the shita of Rab Noson. That's the point that, so the two versions, one makes it go like, go not not go like Rab Noson. that's the first version, second version it does go like Rab Noson. Now let's circle back to our Mishnah. In our Mishnah, we had a statement that was made by Review Yehuda, which was very unclear. So it on on Ches Amad Aleph, uh, uh, we had the bottom of We had the Mishnah. The Mishnah said basically is of a person's jug, Nishbarokada Roshuza Rabim. Person's jug broke in Roshuza Rabim. All right, that's going to be the Mazik Ruven. Ruven's jug broke Roshuza Rabim, and uh, either the, the water water uh, came out of it, or there were shards that came from it, and then Shimon either slipped in the water or got damaged by the shards the Tanakama, which you're going to see the Tanakama Shita, is Rav Meir. Rav Meir holds, you are Chayev, that means that the owner of the jug is responsible for either the damage created by the water or the damage created by the shards. Uh, unequivocally, you are Chayev. Comes along Rabbi Yehuda and makes a statement which is an enigmatic statement, because not clear. He says, if you're Mescaven, he says, but miscavin, if you had intent, you are Chayev, but of HaMeskaveni, you do not have intent, you are potter. And what we're going to have to figure out over here, what is the machlok is being Rabbi Yehuda and Meir Rabbi Yehuda and the Tanakhama, and what does Rabbi Yehuda mean when he says, if you had intent, you're Chayev, you do not have intent, you are potter. That's what we're going to figure out now, and we're going to bring a number of different ways to learn the Mishnah. So let's take a look. So, Hei Chidami, Meskaveni, what does it mean that you had intent, and that's when you're Chayev? So, Gemara says as follows, I'm a rabba, this is gonna be rabba. Rabba, we're going to refute rabba's in inter- but we're gonna spend uh, some time explaining rabba and then refuting his position. What rabba holds as follows. Rabba says that Rabbi Yehuda is of the position, Rabbi Yehuda is of the position that when a person trips, when a person trips in Rishul then that person is negligent person has to look where they're going. It's not like an animal. An animal, you can't say is negligent. Animals don't have the sechel, But a person has the sechel to look where he's going. So if a person trips, niskal pesheil. Let's get the terminology. Now, therefore what? So therefore, says uh, Rabba, that Rabbi Yehuda's position is as follows. If the person intended to stop and put down the vessel, he had in mind, I want to stop and put down the vessel. But what happens is, as he was doing that, he tripped and fell, and he broke the vessel. Now if he did that, he's negligent. Why is he negligent? Because Rabbi Yehuda's position, says Rabba, is that if you trip, you are negligent. is Therefore, the way Rabbah understands, comes along Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Meir says that if your vessel breaks in the Shusar Rabim, someone gets damaged by either the water or the shards, you are responsible. Li- you're liable. Comes along Rabbi Yehudah says, Depends. If you tripped and, fa- and, and that's why the vessel broke, I understand you're liable because you're, uh, you were negligent in the breakage of the vessel. But what happens... If you did not intend to put the vessel down, you were carrying the vessel and the vessel broke up on its own. The vessel dissolved. The vessel uh, deter- deteriorated on its own and broke and then it, it broke into shards or, or, or water, uh, uh, escaped from it. In such a case where you did not intend to stop and therefore you tripped, in such a case, you will be potter because that's not considered to be a negligence, that's considered to be an onus, and in an onus, we're not going to hold you responsible for the damage that occurs because of your onus. That's the way Rabbi wants to explain Yerb Yehuda. So let's explain the word again. So if Yehuda said, Niska I mean, if you're Neskaven, if you intended, intended to what? Intended to stop and because of that you tripped and that's why the vessel broke you're negligent, and that's when you'll be chaya for the water damage or the damage of the shards. But if you did not intend to stop and the cle broke on its own, then you're an onus. And if you're an onus, then you're going to be potter. Let's read the words inside. So, Nescaven means that you intended to take a break, to stop and take the... Uh, the, the 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 jug off your shoulder and put it on the ground and you in the midst of doing it you fell and the vessel broke so that is where your khayef but if you didn't intend to stop and it broke on its own, then you're gonna be potter. Now abaya comes to his uncle Rabba, he says, I have difficulty with that explanation. Because according to that explanation, then it comes out that the Tanakama, Rav Meir, who's the Tanakama we're gonna see, he holds that you're chayev unequivocally. It means he would hold in both those scenarios, it would be chayev. Now Lechora, what? Rav Meir does not agree with the concept of onus. He doesn't agree that if a person is an onus, uh, and and the vessel broke n- not due to his negligence. Therefore, should he not be exempt? You're saying Ravmeir would hold even there your chayiv. So, Amalei Abaya, Michlal, the way you're learning, can we then infer to, Rav Meir, Afilu, that the Machayiv Ravmeir, that would hold your chayiv, that even if the, the uh, vessel, Nifshara, means it. Uh, Broke on its own. It disintegrated on its own. That you should be also uh, Chayib according to Rav Meir, because he says unequivocally you are Rav Yehuda is the one who makes the distinction between the show between the p- p- Shia and the onus. So, so Rabbi said yes. Yeah, in. Rabbi Meir holds your Chayev, even where you're left holding the handle. Where it disintegrated on its own, and you're left holding the handle, and it broke into Rishush HaRabim, you're going to be Chayev for the water, you're going to be Chayev for the shards, because Rav Meir holds your Chayev, even if you're not negligent. So on that Abaya pushes back, I? But why? Why should Rav Meir hold that you're chayev, where you're an onus. Al-onusu, or you're not an, uh, an onus, an onus, is so the concept of you've done something that is completely unavoidable, for onus rachman and for an onus. The Torah we find, HaKodesh in the Torah, holds you're not responsible for something that's completely unavoidable. Where do we see this? There's a case in the Torah, where a person forced a woman, a betrothed maiden, to have relations with him. So it says, he is executed. But you don't do anything to her, because since she was forced, she's an anusa, and she's an anusa, so she's not held responsible. To the nara, to the girl, you can't do anything. Because you see the concept of onus, you're not liable for onus. So Gmora says, and you might argue, maybe there's a difference between capital crimes and between uh, financial liability. Maybe the threshold is different. Concerning execution, capital cases. So then we say that you're not held responsible if it was something that's unavoidable. When it comes to paying financial damages, maybe chayev, maybe you're chayev and even at the lower threshold, even if it's unavoidable. So that could be, maybe you can't ask me a kasha from the Torah. We can not say that because we have a brisa that says like this. What is the brisa? The brisa is a corollary similar to our Mishnah but it brings down also two cases. In our case, the two cases is that either the water damage or the shards damage. We have two different cases in the brisa. It says, Nishbarakado, that if you have a jug that broke velo silko but you did not remove the jug. You left it there. You didn't remove it. Or malo, or your camel broke. uh, Your camel uh, collapsed. The himido, and you did not stand up your camel, and somebody came along and got damaged either by your drug or by your camel, Rav Meir a eze, Ezeikon. Rav Meir says, you are Chayev for the damages. We'll get back to why Rav Meir holds there your Chayev. But Chachamim Omrim and Chachamim say, you know what? adam. In a in, in court of law, you are going to be potter. We cannot hold you liable in a court of law. But in Shemaim, we're going to hold you responsible because you should have removed it after it fell, after it collapsed, you should have removed it. So, therefore, like this. So we have that machlokas. Now, that has no bearing right now on onus or not onus, but now look at the next lines in the brysam. So, Umodim Chachamim Rav The Chachamim do agree with Rav Meir that in a case where Avno, Sakino, Mason that if you have a similar situation, a person ha- owns a stone, he owns a knife, he owns a package, gago, that he put it on top of his own roof, and he wasn't careful because he should have realized that there's going to be certain types of winds which are normal to happen, and the winds came along and caused him to fall off his roof and damage someone below, because that's negligence. So in such a case where the person acted in a negligent manner, he is responsible for the hazard that he created. But on the other hand, his mode agrees with the Rabbonon. Someone took jugs out. He had jugs that he wanted to dry out. So therefore, he put them on the roof in order for them to dry out. And now what happens is a wind, that was not an expected wind, a, a, a gale or a hurricane force wind came that it was not expected to come. And blew it down and caused damage below. Vezikin butter, why? Because Rav Meir says because there. I agree with you. If you're an onus, you're on your items. You're not mechuyev on that. But what do you see clearly? Rav Meir holds that he does agree that there is a concept of an unav- of unavoidable mishaps with your items. You are exempt from which, therefore, circling back to Rabbah's explanation of the Mishnah. Rabbah wanted to say shot in Rabbi Yehuda was is that. If you intended to put it down and you tripped its negligence, But and then you're But if you did not exist, it fell on its own, it, disinter- it, it uh, deteriorated on its own, which is an onus, then you'll be potter. On that, a bias said, but that comes out, Rav Meir, who disagrees with Yehudah, holds that in either case you're chayev, so Rav, Rav said Rav said, yes, Rav Meir holds you chayev even in a case of onus. But Lechorah, we just saw over here that if it was a Shaina Matsuya that blew the item off the roof, into the, uh, onto, onto, uh, onto the ground below, and somebody got damaged from it, that you will be potter in a case of onus So you see Rav Meir agrees with the concept too, that if your item damages someone as an onus, you're gonna be potter. So the explanation of rabba is unattainable. It does not, it cannot be there used to explain the Mishnah. Now as a side point of it, it's very important. Taizus asks asked a, a, a key question. We touched on this a couple of, yesterday and the day before. Thais has a question, is that did we not say that when a person damages Adam le'olam, a person is always considered to be liable, and therefore it doesn't matter, onus shogeg, it doesn't matter shogeg onus you're chayv under all circumstances. So. Tosas answers, and we talked about this Yerushalmi before, that there's different levels. There's a complete onus, and then there's an onus where you could have thought about it. It's still an onus, but there's more level of, it's a greater level of culpability. That's how Tosas wants to make a distinction, which some own simul bichay, some own simu But most Rishonim learn something which actually fits well into the Gemara is that when you are directly causing the damage, you physically are causing the damage. So then, in such a case you are responsible even if it is an onus. But if it's your item that causes the damage, then if it's an onus, you're not chayv if it's your item that causes the damage. And therefore, here we're talking about your items causing the damage. It's your jug that broke it's your, uh, your, 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 your flasks that rolled off the roof. So therefore, their onus is an exemption. But circling back, comes out that even Rav Meir agrees that if it's an onus, you are potter. So therefore, the pshat in Eskavan, Shalom in the Mishnah of Rabbi Yehuda, that he's disagreeing with Rav Meir, cannot be the way Rab explained it. So now let's see uh, Bayer's way of understanding. So Ella, rather reject what we said before, and let's understand Nupshat in the Mishnah. Ela Amar Abaya. Comes along Abaya and says, pligi. There's actually two machlokasin between the Tanakhama, i.e. Rav Meir, and Rabbi Yehuda. Pligi. What are the two arguments? So we're going to say right now the two arguments. I'm going to explain them outside and then we'll read them inside. Argument number one. <coughs> Unlike what Rabbah said, Abaya learns the opposite is that actually Rabbi Yehuda Shita is that if you trip in Roshul Sarabim Niskal, Niskal is an onus. You trip, it's unavoidable. A trip, you can't stop yourself from tripping. And he also Niskal is an onus. And therefore damage that occurs because you are an onus, you're not going to be held liable for. Whereas Rav Meir disagrees. Rav Meir says that Niskal, if you trip, you are negligent, you should look where you're going, and therefore the damage is a direct outcome of your tripping, you will be higher. And therefore, that's gonna be case number one, what they're arguing about. They're arguing about a case where the damage was caused at the time when you fell, you tripped, and right away, damage was caused by your, your, the, the breakage of your flask, caused somebody damage, and, and it, it happened B'shas Bashasna B'shas Nafila means at the time you fell, or even immediately after you fell, and you did not have enough time to pick up the item that broke. So, not having enough time to pick up the item that broke, it's like caused at the time you fell. And Rabbi Meir is going to hold that. You're chayah for that, and Rabbi Yehuda is going to hold your potter. And that's the shot over here. That, that, that's how you read that. Uh, Rabbi Meir, what Rabbi Huda was saying. Rabbi is saying is in this machlokas, if you intended to break the item, you didn't. It wasn't an accident. You intended to break your flask then you can be high. Then I agree with Rav Meir, you're high for the damage of the, for, of the shards or the contents. But if you did not intend and you tripped, then you're going to be potter. On that, Rav Meir says, doesn't matter. Whether you intended to break it or did not intend to break it, I consider negligent the fact that you fell, and either way you're going to be chayv. So that's machlokas number one that's going on in the Mishnah. We'll see how you see this through machlokas in, in a moment. What's machlokas number two? Machlokas number two is that your item broke. Okay, your item broke, and now you have time to go ahead and gather it up. You have time to go ahead and gather it up. But instead of gathering it up, what you did was, you said, I'm being mafkir it. I don't have time for this, I don't have patience for this, I don't want the broken pieces, I am being mafkir it. So now here too is going to be a machlokus. What's the machlokus over here? This is the way Abay is explaining. According to Rav Meyer, he says the classical case of bor, the classical case of having a pit in rishus sarabim, is where you dug it in rishus sarabim. If you dig a pit in rishus sarabim, you don't own that pit. Why don't you own that pit? Because you don't own Rishon Rabin? But you caused the hazard in the Rishon Rabin. Although you don't own it, you're still responsible for it. That's the classical way. Therefore, if you own the, even though you own the jug and you own the shards, but you went and said, I'm being mafkirit, it doesn't help to be mafkirit. Because all you've done is you created a classical situation of bor. And therefore, your chayev, Als bor that you chay for it is bor, so therefore you're chay for the damage that is that that, is, that occurs from the water, from the shards, from the from the din of bor. That's Rav Mayer. What does Rabbi Yehuda hold? Rabbi Yehuda holds that that's not the classical case of bor. Rabbi Yehuda holds, in order to be chay bor, you have to own the bor. Well, if you have to own the boar, how do you have a boar that people fall into that because the case he learns of the case of boar, this would be Huda Sheet, okay, the way Abai is explaining it right now. It might change later. The way Abai is explaining it is that you had a a pit dug in your own domain. And what you did was you... Ceded the rights around the boar. You gave permission to people to use the area around the boar. You, you, you drew back your property line, allowing people to go in, but you never ceded the rights to the boar. The boar you still maintained yourself. And someone fell in, that's the case of boar in the Torah. That's the case of boar in the Torah. But if it's a bar that you don't own, you just dug a, a Rabim although again, you might be chayiv and Shemayim but you are not chayiv on such a boar, because that's not the case. A boar, a bore you have to own. Therefore, says Yehuda, that if your jug breaks and your mafkir, the shards, and you now no longer own it and somebody gets damaged, you'll be potter from that. So, therefore, there's two machlokas going on. Number one, machlokas is when you tripped and because of your tripping, someone directly got damaged. You're, whether you're chive or not, are you negligent for the tripping or not? That's machlokas number one. Number two, that if you had time to pick it up, so it's not considered at the time when it fell, but and you decided to be mafkir, will he be higher for boar or not? That's going to be Machlokas number two. Let's read it in sight. Okay. Hold yeah. on one second. The thing about the second one, with the, if you dug the boar in a Rishabim, uh, According to who you'll Rishabim. be potter that's, that's not the case of boar in the Torah. Rishabim, the case of boar in the Torah is you dug one it in your own domain Rishabim. and you still own the boar. Okay, so you're saying a, if you dug
1: one in a public domain, According to the Torah, you're not liable? That
0: would be Rabbi Hudashita. That that's not the case of boring the Torah. And therefore, if okay. you mafkir, you're nechassim, in then just, you won't be either. All right. Okay. So, Amar they argue in two cases. Pligi B'Sha'as one is that if damage occurred at the time when you're falling, again, the time you're falling can mean as you fell or even right after you fell, but you would not have enough time to do what? To remove... The damaging item. They argue about that case. They also argue about something that happens after the falling. After falling means you had enough time to pick up the stuff, okay? But you did what? Instead of picking it up, you went and you were mafkir. You went and you gave up ownership over the case, okay? So now, let's see. They argue at the time when it fell, what they argue about is Niska Basheya. Is your tripping considered to be negligence or is it considered to be an almost? Mar Savar, Niska Basheya the Tanakhama, which is Rob Mayor Holes. Tripping is negligent. And therefore, even though you didn't have time to remove the item, you right, it happened, the damage happened when you fell, right after you fell, you're going to be high for it because it came through your negligence. The tripping was the negligence. sovereign It's an onus. And if you do not have time to pick it up, it's considered to be an act of onus unavoidable, and you will be potter. That's machlokas number one. Pligi, laachar but and they argue. And uh, when 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 you did have time to pick it up, what's the case? Where you had time to pick it up, instead of picking it up, what did you do? The Mafkir Nezokov, where you went and you made Hefkir the hazard. The item that broke, you made Hefkir. So mar Savar Mafkir Nezokov Chayev, according to Rab Meir, the fact that you're a mafkirid doesn't get you off the hook because that's classical bore. A bore you dig in a shuzuram, you don't own either. The fact you're mafkirid doesn't take away your liability. You're still a chayv out bore. Marisava, is, if Yehuda holds, that's not classical bore. In order to be chayv bor, you have to own it. If you're mafkirid, these items is no longer bore and you will be potter. All right. Says first of all, how does Rav Meir understand from the Mishnah that there's two arguments going on? How do you know it's only not only one argument, right? How do you know that they are both of these things and what they argue about? So Mimai, from where do we know, right? So he says like this, because there were two cases given in the Mishnah. What were the two cases? Echad One is you slipped, the person slipped on water and got damaged. And the second case was, or he was injured with the shards. Now, how. l'chorah, they seem to be the same case. Someone got damaged from your property, from your barrel, and broke. Whether it's from the shards or the water, what care? What do we, why do we have to mention both? We don't want to mention redundancies. So, Ella says the Gemara like this, lav hachikamre, is it not that this is what the Mishnah is saying? that somebody got damaged from the water. That's the case of Shasna mefilah, where you were not able to retrieve the water and somebody got damaged right away. And then the machlokas is whether you were negligent or not for the breakage. Second thing is shalaka bechasis, or somebody got damaged from the shards. Now, Tosva says. That shards is something that a person is a lot more liable to be mafkir. Person is broken. Broken shards is not going to want it to keep. So that's the case where he's being mafkir. So what's the case over there? It's a novelty. It's something new that's being taught. What happened was you had time to pick it up. So therefore, there's negligence. You didn't pick it up, but you were mafkir it. So therefore, you chai for sure. You chai for bor or not? That's the machlokas. So therefore, shalaka is not going to feel after it broke and you could have picked it up. You were mafkir it. Now, so bottom line is now according to a we have a whole new way of understanding the Mishnah that Rabbi Yehuda when he said were you Mescavin or not Mescavin at least in the first there's two cases that they argue about at least the one case they argue about did you intend to break the barrel or you tripped you didn't intend to break the barrel that makes a difference according to Yehuda because tripping is considered not an act of negligence it's an unavoidable act whereas according to Rabbi Mehl tripping is negligence makes no difference did you intend to break you didn't intend either way you're negligent all right, now what the Mura has now just circles. We said, we started today that there was a brysa. We brought down a brysa that's a corollary to our Mishnah. Little different. In our Mishnah it says you tripped and either the shards damaged or the water damaged. The brysa brought down two other cases. It says either you tri- uh, the, that, you, that a, a jug caused damage, Right? Or your camel fell and you didn't pick up your camel and the camel caused damage. So the one wants to know the same way as you said that the, 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 the reason why in the Mishnah it's reflecting two cases because each one could be associated with another case. So how do you understand the brisa why it gives both the case of the, uh, uh, of, of the, of the drug and a case of a camel? So, just as you explained, the Mishnah is dealing with these two machlokasin. So, breis and must be the cases brought down in the breis, also dealing with these two machlokasin and with, between Rav Meir and Rav Yehuda. Now, Bish Loma Kado, the case of the jug, which was the first case in the breis, Mishkachaslo, that could be interpreted in either way. Either the jug broke and it damaged someone at the time when it broke, i.e., right when it broke, or immediately after when it broke and you didn't have time to reclaim the pieces, right? either Right? So that I understand. You can make either case in the case of the jug. Now, in the case of the camel, though, the chorah you don't have that option. Why don't you have the case in the camel? El gamalo... So, the case of where you should have picked it up and didn't pick it up, but in fact you went ahead and were mafgir, the carcass, let's say the animal died. That case you can say. That's the case in the. But there's no case where you can say, well, it tripped and you're responsible because you're negligent. Because you can say a person's negligent for his own tripping. You can't say he's negligent for his animal tripping. So, the case of is nizqal pasheah, niskal an onus, is it considered negligence or unavoidable, doesn't work in the case of. The camel. So The second machlokas that, that 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 this happened after it fell, and you could have picked it up, and you didn't, and you were ma'afkir That you can find such a machlokus there, right? but and If you make the case where he declared the carcass ownerless, But the the first machlokas, How do you have that? Now Tosus asked a question: Why do you have to have? both machlokas in, in both cases. Why can't you just make one, there's two cases, one is one, one machlokas, one is the other. I, the way I understand it, because if you have the first case, and the first case could be interpreted for both ways, in both ways, then you don't need to have the second case, especially the second case can only be interpreted in one way. So it's actually less the only way you could argue is you have both cases to show you that it's not just talking about one machlokas, so might both machlokas. In. But in order to do that, the second case has to be more or equally revealing as the first case. If the first case cannot show you both scenarios of the machlokas, but second case can only show you one, why would you go from a case that can show you both cases to one case that can show you one? So we're trying to figure out is this the, the, that machlokas about tripping, is it negligent or not negligent? Can it manifest itself in the case of where the animal fell? Where do we find that case in where it was a time when the animal fell? So Amar of Acha, maybe the case is like this. Kagain the owner took his animal, took his camel through a body of water. There was water, how, what, how was the water there? It was derech serato Sirato What happened was, this was a path of Rishul but the banks of the river overflowed, had swollen, and broken into the So you're carrying, you're, you're, dry, you're bringing your animal through the Rishul but in an area that now is inundated with water. Now, you could say in such a case, now the animal stumbled and fell, but there is, you could argue that there is negligence over here. Whose negligence is there? The owner's negligent. Why is the owner negligent? Because he shouldn't have brought his animal in. So maybe that's where there's a situation of, is he negligent or not negligent, because of the way he led his animal. And therefore, that's a case where he, the animal collapsed, and he was mafkir, the nevela, and that could be the machlokas, is he negligent or not. One second. Amar so, Acha. Uh, so, so, what's the case? If there was another route that could have been used, and you didn't have to use the one where there was inundated by water, then how could there be an argument? If you could have taken your animal another route, and you took it through that route, and the animal tripped, everyone should hold that what? that That is considered to be an act of negligence. So what's the machlokas? And eat a dark achrina, and if there's no other way to transport your animal, you had to take that chance. So then honestu, then that should be considered everyone should hold it's an honest and you should be potter. So how do you see the machlokas of Yehuda and Rahmayan of Yehuda in the case of where the animal fell? So therefore Allah says more different, we have to let's forget that case. You know what the case is talking about? You're leading your camel. You stumbled. You fell, and because you fell, the animal fell over you and, and got killed in the Rosh Hashanah. And then somebody tripped over your animal. That's the case. Now... Now it comes out to Machlokas. If you're tripping, was it negligent or not? Is niskal pesheyo? Or is nisk- an onus? If you're like Rav Meir, niskal is pesheyo, therefore the animal had tripped over you, even though that's not negligence. But it starts through negligence. What was the negligence? The only reason your animal tripped, because you were negligent, that's still considered negligent, and therefore somebody gets damaged by the animal, He, you are going to be chaya for that, because that's not an onus, that's not unavoidable. According to Rev Yehuda, when you tripped, is considered an onus. So when you tripped, and the animal tripped. It's all one big onus. Somebody else then gets hurt. It's still an onus. Therefore, you're not chive That'll be so. You have in both cases, you have both machlokas in the way Abay explained. Whether a is niskal and niskal onus, and the second one is a mafkir nizaka b'shus a rabim. Is that considered bor or not considered bor? That will be the second machlokas. Now, says the more like this uh, again. How did we get into this? Because Yehuda made a comment. He said, if you had kavana, you're going to be chayiv. If you didn't have kavana, you're going to be potter. Now, Rabbeir said that they're actually arguing about two cases. So now we only explained the first one. If you had kavana to break the vessel, then if you would hold your pasheah, then you're chayiv. If you tripped, you didn't have kavana, you tripped, then you're potter. That's, you, you, that understands if you had Kavon, you didn't have kavana. So the first Machlokas works with the words of Yehuda, if you had Kavana, if you didn't have Kavanah. But according to Abai there's a second Machlokas. What's the second Machlokas? Where you had time to pick it up, but instead of picking it up, what did you do? You were mafkir. So therefore, and that's the Machlokas, whether that's considered border of the Torah or not considered border of the Torah. But where's Kavana, not having kavanah, fit into the second Machlokas? That's what the Morah wants to know. So Morah says the Choram, Mafka Nizam of ika. the concept being Mafka Nizamkin where is in the case where your maafkan where's going to have to do with with your maafkan review to says you you don't have maafkan your partner where does it have that in? so Amrab Yaisov goes explains it means like this is it's talking about your jug broke okay and now you have time to pick it up so now, meskavein list goes. If you have intention to go back and pick it up, then obviously you are not mafkir. If you're not mafkir, then Rabbi Yehuda says, "I'll agree you're chayiv." Now, why are you going to be chayiv? Maybe that's because of bor. Maybe because it's Mono. You could argue why you're chayiv. The Choraqon of Yehuda, it must be because of bor, because that would be the case of bor in the Torah, where you own the you own the item. Fine. But where you do not Elomiskava means you did not have kavana to pick it up because you're that's where you're gonna be potter. So you both we have the both machlotasin of Yehuda's words if you're maf- if you have kavana you're Chayib, if you don't have Kavana you're potter. They apply to both areas of the so Sobchen HaMrabashi, and sobchen HaMrabashi, this goes, we had Kavona to be Zolcha, that means You Behuda means to be Zolcha, so you're not planning to be Mavkir, so that's why, that's why he holds you gonna be Chayev, because that would be the, maybe like the case of bar, or the Imaman but when you're Mavkir, then it's not considered bar, and you're not Chayev. Okay. <coughs> Comes along Rabbi Eliezer. Now, Rabbi is going to make a statement that appears to be arguing with the way Abayah understood. The way Abayah understood, he said there's actually two in going on over here. And one is they're arguing about B'Sha'as Nafilah. B'Sha'as Nafilah means you didn't have a chance yet to pick it up. And they're arguing about whether Niskal Pashe or not. And the Achar Nafilah means you had a chance to pick it up, but what did you decide to do? Instead of picking it up, you're a mafkir. That's how Abayah learned it. Now Rabbi Lezer made a statement, B'Sha'as nefila Machlokas. He says, they're arguing about a case that had happened at the time of Nefilah, okay? So now the way we understood it means they're arguing about what? Whether you hold nisqal Pesheah or nisqal as an It's fine. Uh, now, but the Gemara implies, this is the Gemara speaking now, not Rebelezer, about what, But the Acha Nefilah, if it happens, the Acha Nefila Mai, you're gonna say they don't argue, right? Because he says they're only arguing about Peshaah's mm-hmm. Nefilah. So what does it imply? That the Acha Nefilah, mm-hmm. Dibra call, everyone will agree that what, according to Rabbi Loza's position is, Potter, right? But the problem with that is de We know that that's not the case. We just brought down the Tanakama, which is a sheet of Rav Meir that says that if your if, if the card broke, the bride said, and you did not remove it, you did not remove it means you had time to remove it, and you did not remove it means it's achar nefila. Or you did not stand up the animal, so the Tanakama, which was Rav Meir, said you are chayev. So you can't say that if it was the Acher Nefila, everyone holds your potter, because I clearly see that Rav Meir's shita in the Brisa was that you're chayiv. So Mordechai says, iker Rav Meir de'mchayiv." So Elamai, what does it mean, Divrakol? Not Divrakol, maybe that you're going to be uh, potter, but maybe it means that Divra there's no machlokas, Divrakol holds that you are chayev. It means that's Chakra Belozan. Pashas nephila is a machlokas, which implies na nephila, everyone's going to hold the same thing. Well, they can't hold you potter because Rabmeir holds you chayiv. means everyone holds that what? You're going to be chayev. So says like this, Lechora Baha Iker, de the lechora that same brisa. That we just quoted, the which is Rabbi Hudashita said that if it's the Acher Nefila, you're a potter. So therefore, we explained that you're a mafkirrid and it's not considered a case of border. But then how can you say how can Allah make that statement? So what says the Potter says Ella, how do you understand what Allah's law is? meaning for sure there's a machlokas. If you had chance to pick it up and you did not pick it up, there's going to be a machlokas. The way we explain it, how do you understand bar or not. But even the where you did not have a chance to pick it up, where the cholera was an accident, you tripped, There, there's going to be a machlokas as well. Why? Because Rab Meir holds niskal is considered to be pesheya. Which means, therefore, if that's shot in Rav in in, in Rav so then it comes out for, uh, that Rav really holds... He's explaining it the same way as Abaya did it. Abaya explained it that way in Bovel, Rabbi explained it that way in Eretz Yisrael Okay? Now, comes along Rabbi Yechonan. What is Rabbi Yochanan? Rebbe. Rabbi Yochanan says, Talmud was, la'achar nefila machlokas. He said the other thing. He said that the machlokus is la'achar nefila. You had a chance to pick it up. You didn't pick it up. And then we said, we learned before, and you're mafkirit. So that's where there is a machlokus, right? And the way we understood is what's the machlokus? Whether the chilv of bor in the Torah is dafka where you own it or you don't own it. That's going to be the machlokus. Right? That's the way we explain. It. We'll see, not necessarily. Now, Aval Bashasna Filah my. So now they I asked ask the question, what does Rabbi O'Khana hold Bashasnafilah? If he says the Machlok is Laakuna what does he hold about Bashasna filo, Then Divra Kol maybe he's gonna be potter. Being what? Because everybody will hold that what that Nisko is an onus. Maybe that's what Rabbi Yochanan holds. You can't say that because we're going to see later on, there's a Mishnah on Lamed Aleph. We, we'll get to there, but on Sunday. But there's a Mishnah on Lamed Aleph that says like this. It says, Let's say two people are in Rosh Hashanah. All right? And the first one trips and the second one trips over him and gets damaged. Okay? First one trips, the second one trips over and gets damaged. So the Mishnah says that the first one has to pay the second one. Comes along Rabbi Yochanan and says the first one has to pay the second one is not only according to Rav Meir that holds Niskal Pasheya, but it's even going in the Chachom Mishita that holds that Niskal is an onus. But what do you see clearly from the words of Rabbi Yochanan that he holds Rabbi Meir's shita is that niskal is pesheya. So you can't say over your but if it's nafila everyone's going to hold your potter because it's an onus. No. Rabbi, he clearly holds that Rav Meir's shita is that niskal is pesheya. He says so unequivocally. He says so in Alamed Olive that don't, when the case of the two people the first one trips the other one trips over him don't say it's only going like Rav Meir holds niskal pesheya. It's even going like the other shita as well. That's what so you see Rav Meir shita, Rabbi Yochanan holds in Rav Meir, that Nishkal is pusheya. So when it says like this, so therefore uh, so, Haven Rab Yochanan later on Rab Yokhanan said, Lotem, Rab Mat Nisin, don't explain the Mishnah where the first one trips and the second one trips over him. He's only going like Rab Meir, Daman Nisko, Peshea, who holds Nisko, Lish Clearly, Michal, we can infer that Rab Yochanan, that Rab Meir always would be Machayev if it's Pesha's nephilo. So, therefore, back to our Rab Yochanan, Rab Yose said, the only machlo- uh, Yochanan said, the Machlokas is the Achon nephilo. So, he said, What about Pesha's nephilo? Everyone's going to hold you pot but they're clearly not. Rav Meir holds Niskal is Pashayah. So Elamai, Divraya Kalchayas, maybe what? You're right, everyone holds it's gonna be a Pshayah, a Mishayah. Whereas you can't say that either because that same Mishnah, the fact that Rabbi Yochan said, don't just say, it's not just going like Rav Meir holds Niskal is pshia. Obviously he holds that the Chachamim Shita is, that Niskal is not Pashayah. So when it says like this, give since Rabbi Yochanan said later on in the uh, explaining the Mishnah that don't say it's just going like Rav Meir, which means hold, that you are potter. So we're back to our problem. What is Rabbi Meir, What is Rabbi Yochanan trying to say? That the, that the Machlokas is that uh, But what about beshasna filo? The is also So you can't be saying that it's different B'shasna Filah. So what does Rabbi Yochanan mean to say? So Muniz says like this Elohakam Rabbi Yochanan is saying something completely different. Now, this is very important for the next piece of Gomorrah. So let me explain outside what we are about to say right now. What Rabbi Yochanan is saying as follows is that the Machlokas is dafka B'shasna Filah. What he means to say that that Machlokas is, in our case, Meaning like this, abaya and maybe Rabbi Lozer we're going to see, but abaya made the statement there's two arguments going on, right? There's a machlokas, niskal v'shea, or niskal is an onus, that's Bashas nafilah. How did abaya explain when it's shaloh v'sha'as nefilah, nefilah? He explained like this, there's a yesodah stick of machlokas, is what's the status of bor in the Torah? If bor, if you, if you is a Dafka if you own the bor, or if it's even if it's hefker, you don't own the bor. He learned that because It comes out. Therefore, if you mafkir your 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 broken barrel, if you are mafkirid, Rabbi Yehuda says you're potter according to Abayah. Why? Because that's not the case of bor in the Torah, right?
1: You have to own it.
0: You have to own it. Comes along Rabbi Yochanan, and Rabbi Yochanan is saying, is like this, no, no. The machlokus is only in our Mishnah. Why is it only in our Mishnah? Because in the case of the Mishnah, what happened in the Mishnah? In the case of the Mishnah, how did the barrel break? What happened? The person it's tripped. tripped. It's an onus. Come like Rabbi Yehuda Shita. So therefore, when it's an onus... And he was mafkir, that's why you're potter. Not because it's no longer bore, because it's not a bar that was done on purpose. The only time you can be chayef for bor, says Rabbi Yochanan, is when you do it on purpose. But it's a bar that's beshogig, you're not going to be, it's but ba'onis, a, a bore ba'onis, you're not going to be chayef. Means what Rabbi Yochanan is saying is that, that it's only in our Mishnah. Does, does Rabbi Yehuda disagree with Rav Meir? Not be, because, it's not like a buy. It's not because he holds, you're never chayv on a bar if you don't own it. Of course you're chayv. That's the case in the Torah also, where you dug it, but you did it on purpose. When you do it on purpose, you're chayv for bar, but not when it's done by accident. That's the shot. So really what Rabbi Yehuda... Even if you have time to take, take it off? What's that? Even if yeah, because yeah, you're mafkir. It's still, you were mafkir. It, 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 it happened through an onus. The fact that it happened through an onus. Now, Basically, it comes out like this. It comes out that really what Rabbi Yochanan is stressing is that they argue, means that means, they only argue about Bor L'Acha in this case. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Meir holds your Chayev because you're Pashea. Rabbi Yehuda holds your partner because you're honest. But in a regular Bor, in a, or a guy broke on purpose, something on purpose in Rosh Hashanah Rabin, and then he was Mafkir, even Rabbi Yehuda is going to hold your Chayev in that case. You're not going to get off the hook in that case. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. That's the pshat. So Mordecai says is like this. So therefore, Ella Haka Mashmalan. The Mafker Nezak of the Haka, who De Patri Rabbonen. The Onasu. Ava Mafker Nezak of the Alma. But in a regular case where you Mafker and a Chosim, then you will be Chayev. You will be Chayev in a, in a, in another case. All right. So that's really that's all. Uh, Rabbi Yochanan is coming to say. What so about said, that Yochanan,
1: on the first case, on the nitkal poshea, is this a... No, no. So
0: that that, that can be agreed. So that, 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 that they to argue there. too. That we said so they argue about that case. Does. Yes. Right. All right. Now, uh, Rabbi Yochanan says you don't have to say that. You could say that the chachamim agree with Rabbi Meir. They agree with Rabbi Meir that you're chayav and bor Sarabim. Mm-hmm. The only thing is, it has to be be It can't. That's what they're disagreeing with. But if it's done, benan and avoid lax, and then you're not chayav. Now. When you're not mafkir, by the way, when you're not maf-kir it, that was really a machloket Raven Rav and Shmuel. Right? Is it Bor or is it Momin? Right. That was also, a. Ma- also machloket of, of Rabbi Yehuda and Tanikam. Right? No, not now. No, not now anymore. No one's saying that. You know, no, no. No. Let's go on. Now. <clears throat> um, let's go on. Itmar. So now we have a. Uh, a, 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 an independent machlokus over here, between Rabbi Yochan and below. Now we don't know who says what. Now when you learn Gemara, it's not linear. It means the way they organize it is in linear. But the sugya we had before did not necessarily come before the sugya that we had now. Because if it did, we're going to see that you wouldn't have a Shiloh. They were, they're meaning they were in different Bata Medrash, different discussions are going on, and Ravina Ravashi, they put it in the Gemara in a but it doesn't mean that this historically, that's the order that this took place. So what's the machlokus over here? Itman. mafkir Nezokot. If a person was mafkir his, uh, uh, his, uh, his, uh, his uh, items that are causing damage. So somebody, someone dropped a barrel and was just a rabbi and he's mafkir it. Reb Amar Potr. one says you chayev, one says you potter. Now at this point, the moral understands like Abayah understood originally. What they're arguing about is how do you define bar? That's what they're arguing about—the definition of bar. So let So the one who holds you chayev because the classical case of bar is hefker. It's a bar that's in Rishus Rabin It's hefker. I mean, look, the fact that you're mavker doesn't get you off the hook. Now you just created a bar. Oman, the potter, holds like the Rabbanon. That you're only high for bor if what? Chay uh, in bor if you make it mafkir. No, oh, that oh, if you own it. But no, since no, this person went and mafkir it, so then you are potter. So therefore, like this. So much says, you don't have to learn. That's the machlok, has been rablozah, and the pligi. There's no argument in the sheet because that would make it that each one is holding like a different tana. We don't want to make that each one's holding like a different time. And then Rab Yochan should have said, Halacha is like, uh, or whoever it is. One said, Halacha is like Rab Yochan, like Rab Meir. One says, Halacha is like the Chachom like and like Rab Yehudim. One says, no. I'll leave it to Rab Meir, Kula Amelopaliki. Everyone, there's no argument over there. Everybody holds that Bar-Bishus, a Rabin, is a borshal hefker and therefore your mavker mafker the chosso, the you are going to be chayev. The machlokas is in the chachomen. What's the machlokas? Keep legal in the Man the patar, the one that says that you're he always basically straight up Rabbonin. That means you're understanding that the Rabbonin hold, that bor robbed him. Your potter, if it's hefker, therefore your you mafker of your potter, right? That's the way, okay, that's the way we thought originally. Holds like the way we thought, the so then according to the one that says, your chayev, what's Taka the pshat? It's where you chayev. the what he says like this. He held like we had Rabbi Yochanan before. That's why I said, if we knew Rabbi Yochanan said it before, we were not going to have the next question. But remember we had before that Rabbi Yochanan said that your only uh, potter your potter in the case of our Mishnah, because in our Mishnah was an onus how it broke. But in regular cases, where you break something on purpose, or where you're negligent, even if you're mafkir, that's not going to get you off the hook. That's going to be for bar. So the one that says Yochayef, because our case over here was mafkir Nezokob, it's not talking about an onus. It's talking about a regular case, where you broke something negligent, and now you are mafkir, you're going to be responsible, according, even according to the Chachomin. So, man, I'm amri afilu. I hold, even according to Rabbanan, because at Khan, only in our Mishnah. Lo patra, but the only patra Rabbanan. Ele ben mafken in, 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 uh, because if the person stumbled, he broke. Uh, but a regular mafkir in a zakav, which we're talking about, which wasn't through an onus, the amem mechaivy, because he owns there's no machlokas on definition of bor. The only machlokas is how the bor came into being. Does it have to be through a It or has to be, could be even through a shogig or an onus? That's the machlokas. So now, so basically it comes out like this. They're not arguing the shita of Rav Meir. Rav Meir, we know, it doesn't matter. Either way, you're chayiv. The machlog is in the Chachamim. What's the machlog? Is your mafkirid. Yeah, bor your So Why aren't you here? Because the shaila is over here, the, 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 the argument is going to be, so the one that says, taqa, your potter holds, because you're not chayv if it's a bor b'shusha if you don't own it. The one that holds that your potter is only going to hold your potter if it's like the case of our Mishnah where it's an onus. But if it wasn't an onus, if it was a case where... Regular case of what? It would be a regular case of a, uh, of, of where, where, where it's, you did it the mazed, then even according to the Chachamim, you're gonna be chayev. Now the one who wants to know, well, who said it? Who said it? Was it? Who took which position over here? To stay, and we can conclude, the rachayiv. the rabbelozor is the one that holds that you're going to be chayev. Meaning that, that he holds that you are obligated for all cases, of bar, of where you're ma'avkir He holds your chayv, in all cases your chayv. Where it says like this, where do we see this? Da'amah rabelazer. That means even if you intended to break it, uh, you can still make it chayv. You can still be, be chayv, be right. Da'amah uh Mishum rabbi Because you know, rabelazer said over, he gave a he had from the town of rabbi Adam. There are two things that even though a person doesn't own, but vazana kosav bekilu in bashussa the torah makes him liable as if he does own them wailim what are they barbarisha rabim when you dig a borin us rabim i it's not mine doesn't matter. The Torah makes it considered to be like yours. And Chometz M'sheh Shazul Mala, after six hours and above, an Erev Pesach, it's, hef- it's, it's not worth, it's, 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 it's Asr Ba'ano. Doesn't matter. You've got to be Chaifu, Baal Yerob, Baal as if it is yours. We consider it to be yours. The point is your responsibility. So what do you see, though, since Rabbi Loza's Mashman, that even if it's Hefker, it's considered to be yours, even in... Uh, so therefore, that's his Shita. His Shita is, that Barber Shusarabim, you are chayev, and doesn't you see that? And it doesn't have to. It's not talking about where you have to own it. You don't have to own it. The Torah considers it as yeah, if it was, you owned it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Mm-hmm. So tistayim. So therefore, you see that Rabbi must be the one that holds that even if you're mafkir nezakov, you're you're you're, 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 gonna be, uh, you're going to be you're going to be chayev. It's is ma'afger the zakav, You're going to be chayiv, even in the shita of the chachamim. And the other opinion holds: you're not chayiv because that's not barbishus Rabbin. Barbishus rabin is that you have to be potter, you have to own it in order to be chayiv. It was like you didn't your own reshus. That, that would be Rabbi Yochanan. That would be Rab Now again, we showed that wasn't Rabbi Yochanan before, but again, it's not in order. Me, can you really say that that's the Shita of Rabbalozah? Vaha Amr Rabbalozah, Ibcha, taught the opposite, where we see this not in the Mishnah. Somebody's walking in Rosh and he sees there's, there's dung. Now, dung is Hefker, right? Some animal made it, walked off, it's Hefker. And he goes and he turns it over, right? Now, and after he turned it over, somebody came and slipped on it and got damaged. So now, Chayev ben says the uh, Mishnah that the person who turned it over is responsible for the damages. It's only if he intended to be kainin, If he wanted to make it his. He wanted to acquire him. But if he didn't intend to make it his and it's hefker, then how could you hold him Chayev? For what? If he wanted to make it his, then you can be chayavim for maybe Bor, Birshus, Rabbin, maybe for Maimon, but he didn't intend to be him, then he's not going to be it. What do you see? Rabbulaz shita is that if it's Hefker, it's not chayav for Bor. So therefore, the Lachor Avalon is Kavanazakh, but it's Potter. So if you're Mavker, you're Nazakhin. It's Potter. Lachor, you see, you can't be bor if you're Mavker Nazakhim. So how do you tell me that that's Rabbulaz shita? The case over there is talking about is you're right, is that the blood holes and even if it's hefker, if you're the one that moved it, you created the bar. But the, over here, you just you rolled it and you rolled it back to where it was originally. Since you rolled it back to where it was originally, it's n- you haven't changed what it was. There always was the bar. There in Rosh Rabin. so since there always was one, you didn't create a bar. Rosh Rabin. so bishloma if you moved it somewhere else, so you made a bar where there wasn't one. But here you didn't make a bar where there wasn't one. You put it back to where it was. So therefore, even though you could be chayv on a bar, even if you don't own it, but you can't be chayv on a bar that you don't own. That you didn't make. This was a board that somebody else made. Somebody says like this. So I'm a ravina. How am I gonna compare the case of if you want to get it clearer? Let's say you came through Shisarab and you found there's a bar, and you a megula, the and you covered it. You come back 20 minutes later, the chazar, the Kisaw, and then you uncovered it and somebody falls into it. Right? The chora says that that's the same thing. What I, I, this bar was there. I didn't make I didn't create the bar, the butter. So, what it says like this, I'm a little of I'm a That's not comparable. He says like this, Me dummy. He says, That where you have a bore, even if you covered it, it's true. It's still a bore is there. It just happens to be a covered bore. Right? So, therefore, I understand. So, you could tie in a, I didn't make the bore. The bore was always there. Uncovered, it was uncovered when I found it. David, you could say that I'm exempt. Right? But, hacha, but over here, when there was a gla when it was done, right? And now you went and picked it up. At that point, there's no more bar. Now you go back, even if you put it back to where it was, but you've created a new bar Because it wasn't that there still was a bar there. In the case we covered, there still was a bar. So you can't compare the two.
1: The first actions is no more bor. Let's say you found a bar in that was that was, was uncovered, and you filled it. You filled it up with, with sand, okay? And then you went and dug it out again. Now, everybody would hold, in that case, what? Yuchayev. Because you created a new bar. So the same thing over here. You picked up the glal and you put it down. You create a new bar. Why a potter? Uh, why do you have to have neskav and litzchoso? You should be chayev either way. Someone says like this: the chare motzibar megula over time and then you filled it up. The khazar there they masa on the first mice and the first bar went away. Then the Kamala of and now it becomes your responsibility. You're liable on the second bar. So therefore the kasha still remains. Therefore we still have a contradiction. According to Rabbi Loza, why do you have to say you have Kona the glow? If you're for for barshel Hefkar, even if you picked it up and put it down, you should still be chayv even without kona. LmI must be holds that barshel your Potter. But then it contradicts what he said before in the name of Rabbi Yishmael that he holds that the Torah made it considered like you own it even though you don't own it. So Elam Rav Ashi. The case says Rav Ashi is you never picked it up. You never picked it up. You're right. If you picked it up, you took away the boar. You just turned it. Hafqa means that you, you turn it over but it's still in the same place. You turned it over. I don't want you to see what's fresh. I don't know exactly what you're doing. But you turned it over. That's the case over here. So now it makes sense. Because since you never removed it from being a boar. You just turned it over. You never made this boar. So if you're kona it, then you're chai because it's mom and a mazik. But if you weren't kona it, it's not your boar. Somebody else made it. So we're not talking about when you picked it up. Enachinami. If he actually picked it up, it makes no difference whether he was kona or not. If you put it down again, your boar. The case over here was that he wasn't, he didn't pick it up. He flipped it. So it says the Gemara like this. So, he never lifted a three Tfachim off the ground. So it's considered like it never moved from the ground. So now it says the Gemara like this. It's difficult to understand why would Rabbi Lazar do that. You have a b'raith that says like this. The b'raith says that if you lift the glal, you're Chayiv. Right? Now, you could say the simple P'shad is because once you lifted it, and you put it down, you're a chav. You don't need neskav and the schoso. Why did Rabbi Lozer have to learn that it's talking about you didn't lift the three tvachim and it's neskav and neskhosah? That's not the simple shot in the brisa. If all we had the brisa says that if you, uh, that you, that, uh, uh, what's the lotion over there? Um uh, havcha, uh, havcha, uh, well, where was the lotion in the brisa? uh, the king? Shichzirulim, uh, what's the place? Hahofechas <laughs> That's all you have. So your, your simple way of learning is, a like, guy picked it up, put it down, we don't have to, and, and even, why did Rabbi have to learn, it's talking about, and then you have to say, and it's talking about, they never picked it up, more than three Tvachim. Say it is, he picked it up high, and then it's chayav, even if it's, why did Rabbi Loza have to be, make a dochik situation, they never picked it up, more than three Tvachim. So more says like this, What's forcing Rabbi Lozer Le-uk-me, to force the to, to force this Kagon But timing, and the only reason is Kevin is Kavanash, so so therefore since he never made a new bar, you have to say you acquired it to be Chayev. Haim is Kavanash, and if he would not be intended to be, he says uh lo, you'll be potter. Don't learn it that way. Lookmah, let's just learn out Lamila Megimel. He did pick it up more than three twachim. For Aval Gav to but even though he didn't want to be Kona, he's Chayev because he's creating a new bar. It's like picking it up, putting it you made a newborn. So, Amar Rav, Matnizim What was difficult to Rabbi Lozer is, because the Mishnah was difficult, the word, what did the Mishnah say? Because it says, Hafach. Why do you have to use a Losh Use a Losh in the fact that it uses hafach, hafach is mashmah that you never actually picked it up. That's why he wanted to, had to learn that way. So, therefore, ma'ayri hafach litni hikbiyo. So, earlier lev shmah aminah hafach l'mat mishlo And, therefore, it's, it's mashmah that it was less than three tfachim. So, till now, we've reconciled. Basically, we're saying it's like this. We had a machlok as and Rav and it's not clear. Who said what? One once said that, that if, you, if you put something in Rosh Hashirab and you mafkir it, your pots are in the Shitas Chachom, one said you're Chayiv. Till now we've proven that, Loza, that, that it has to be Rabbalah that says that the Chachom Shita is Barshal Hefker, you are. Potter. the only reason the Mishnah said you're chaya, because it happened through an onus. But what it's now going to do, and we'll leave this till tomorrow, is that that implies that according to Rabbi Yochanan, you're, that, that means that, that you would be the Rav. according to Rahchomim, you're potter, because the barishu the, the bar hefker is not the case, the barishu Torah, and then we're going to show that doesn't work in the sheet of Rabbi Yochanan. So we'll leave this till tomorrow, we'll go over this <laughs> again tomorrow.